The Quest for Success in Establishing a 311 Government Call Center By Ed Zitko, Director, Learning Services, QSend Technologies Incorporated Introduction Citizens are mobilizing entire governments for the first time with a web click or free call to 311. Zachary Tuman, Harvard University, and Robert Wasserman, Strategic Policy Partnership. Since the early days of the Republic, there has been debate about how much citizens need to be involved in government. The Hamiltonians argued that a well-run organization didn't need the public engaged, while the Jeffersonians thought the public's participation was crucial. But what does public participation mean exactly? Digital engagement consultant, Intelletics, claims that it's a two-way process in which an organization consults with those affected before reaching a decision, with the hope that the decision made is better and more acceptable to everyone. If we accept that as true, then we can accept the need for 311 government call centers. All centers are powered by software that allows an organization to collect data. It's that data that helps the organization grow and improve. Data inspires change and progress. That's how the 311 initiative began, after all. In 1996, when President Bill Clinton issued a directive to find a way to reduce the burden of non-emergency calls to 911, and the Federal Communications Commission reserved 311 as the national standard for access to government services, call centers opened in cities large and small across the country in every shape, size, and scope. Their missions were the same, though to make things easier on their citizens by creating an environment that would produce better communication and enhance citizen engagement. With President Barack Obama's Open Government Initiative of 2013, designed to make government operations more available and useful, thereby creating more efficient and transparent government, the trend continued. His executive order on the open data policy states that managing government information as an asset will increase operational efficiencies, reduce costs, improve services, support mission needs, safeguard personal information, and increase public access to valuable government information. Cities and counties have been steadily examining how to improve access to services and build better trust and confidence in government through 311 initiatives. Many who implement their initiatives today cite the need for data as one of the biggest reasons. In addition to meeting Clinton and Obama-era goals, governments are also trying to do more with less and re-engineer processes to save time and money. In a 2014 article by Michael Ahn, the Brookings Institute's tech tank trumpeted the future of the government call center as a hub for information and service. Included among the reasons why was this. We live in an age of information overload, there are too many uncoordinated government efforts to provide information on services and programs. Government itself does not always know what services and information it is providing as a whole, as it tends to operate in silos. Anyone who's ever needed assistance from a local government knows that it's sometimes hard to find the right person or department, and in counties it can be much harder, said Keith LeBeau, president of QSend Technologies a veteran of more than 200 successful citizen service implementations. 311 initiatives can most definitely aid citizens, especially when it comes to them having to distinguish whether they need to work with the county or the city, added LeBeau. 
but they can also help make government more effective and efficient. We've seen it happen all around the country. While 311 initiatives can also be decentralized or integrated with a 911 response center, the main focus of this paper is on centralized citizen service centers that are essentially their own department in their own space with dedicated staff. This white paper was written based on research, but also based on the experience of the QSEND Technologies staff and its customers. All of the call center professionals interviewed and stories referenced are in cities and counties in which QSEND's QAlert citizen request management software is in use. About QAlert. QAlert is web-based software that allows local and county governments to track, manage, and resolve citizen service requests, and to maintain records based on property, submitter, issue type, and more. QAlert includes a powerful reporting tool for city stat type information sharing, a self-serve area where citizens can review knowledge base articles, log in to check their request history, and interact with staff working on an issue, and six different intake channels. Municipalities can opt to add a smartphone app for request submissions, and an iPad app for mobile request management. QAlert is the most robust, cost-effective CRM solution on the market. It is used around the country as the backbone for call centers and decentralized citizen service initiatives in towns with populations of less than 8,000, in cities small, 15,000, to large, 300,000, and in counties of varying populations, from 400,000 to nearly 2 million. The Quest for Success 311 Initiative Definition and Benefits Think of it this way. Burning building? Call 911. Burning question? Call 311. Luke Ravenstall, Mayor, City of Pittsburgh, 2006 to 2014. It's fair to say that 311 call centers vary as much as the places in which they are located. There is no one-size-fits-all, cookie-cutter approach. Each place's resources and needs are different even though they are all trying to accomplish the same thing. Some organizations spend less than $100,000 on staff and software, while others spend at least 10 times that on just software. Incorporate the digits 311 into their initiative and seek a related 10-digit number with that sequence included in some form. Open with a staff of one, using only that person's direct line as the main contact number. Employ 10 or more and have staff who specialize in, for example, knowledge management or reporting. Invest in traditional call center technology, such as an interactive voice response system and an automated call distributor, to manage call volume, wait time, and attendant availability. Launch with just a few departments taking part, while others include anyone and everyone who wants to take part, including their government counties. Establish decentralized programs with staff in key places answering a main contact number, yes, even 311, or their own individual extensions. Regardless of size and shape, the key function of a citizen-centric initiative is to enhance a citizen's customer service experience by saving citizens time and allowing them easier access to government services. 
while the industry often refers to 311 in terms of call centers, and intimates that the main point of contact is in fact phone, most organizations offer multiple ways of contact. According to the CFI Group's 2018 research on citizen-government interactions, 60% of people make phone calls, 22% use the web, and 12% use email. In addition, 79% of those who download government apps use them and rate their interactions 14% higher than those who have not. The results of implementing a 311 initiative can be that citizens reach out to one central place to go to have their questions answered without having to figure out which department to contact. Discover resolutions to their concerns through a vast knowledge base without having to submit requests for service. Choose their preferred contact channel, phone call, smartphone app or text, web, email, or social media. Talk to a staff member, either immediately, after being advised of a short wait time, or being offered the opportunity to receive a call back. Know that their concerns are being addressed through updates and closing notices. Notice positive changes in their community and an enhanced quality of life. Feel more connected to the local governing body and more satisfied with the interaction. Gain a more transparent view about how government functions and how tax dollars are spent. Become more involved in local county government. In her 2004 book, Building the Virtual State, Jane Fountain writes that technology can change the way government and citizens interact. The Internet provides the potential to influence the structure of the state government as well as the relationship between state government and citizen. She adds that the 1993 National Performance Review, undertaken to introduce government that works better, is more cost-efficient, and is modernized, emphasized redesigning process flows, increasing customer service to citizens, and leveraging the potential of information technology, IT, to enhance the capacity of government. Thus, it is no wonder that governments may be trying to enhance citizen trust and confidence by opening 311 centers. They stand to benefit as well by creating more effective workforces and process efficiencies. Potential benefits to cities and counties that launch 311 projects include fewer phone calls to departments and 911, staff free to better perform core functions, better information with which to schedule work and allocate resources, more time for highly skilled employees to do the jobs they were trained to do, tools to assess and measure personnel and department performance, availability of data for analysis, and strategic decision-making and budgeting, cost savings through process re-engineering, far less duplicity, and wasted time and energy. Government officials reference many of those points in their public conversations and media interviews. For example, when Pittsburgh's center opened its doors, then-Mayor Luke Ravenstahl told Government Technology Magazine, through 311, we're making government more focused, friendly, and easier to use. The 311 system allows for increased efficiency. City departments can spend more time doing the work and less time answering the phones. It's also a great way to track accountability within the departments. The database will allow us to see how quickly requests are resolved and gives the city better tracking capability.
Getting Started A clear and concise strategic vision provides guidance throughout the project, communicates the intended objective, and conveys the importance to staff and external stakeholders. Spencer Stern, Consultant, Virchow Krauss & Company, and Hui T. Nguyen, Consultant, GFOA. In order to operate a successful citizen service initiative, you must have a clear plan. Understand why you are undertaking the project. Define what the initiative will be. Articulate how departments will take part and commit to using the data you'll generate. Before embarking on such a large project, do some basic operations research. Determine if departments are organized as efficiently as they might be. Are they doing what they should be doing? Are there too many responsibilities crammed into one agency? Are staffs not large enough to do what has to be done? It may be that a change in business practices is all that is required for your citizen service to improve. If you think the solution is not that simple, then brainstorm about why your city or county needs a 311 service center. Some of the answers may come from your department evaluations. But there are other issues to consider, too. Are calls not getting through? Are your citizens frustrated, trying to find answers? Are your departments overburdened with tasks that can be eliminated or streamlined? Is work not getting done? Is the work that gets done costing too much? Do you need better accountability among staff? Do you know what's been done or not done? Are you trying to become a data-driven organization? Do you have processes you think can be improved, if only you had reliable data? Once you decide that a 311 call center is right for your city or community, consider that you're not just talking about a hotline. You're talking about a service that can help you identify trouble spots and deal with those issues before they become too big. For many cities and counties, implementing a citizen service initiative can involve a cultural change. That change involves becoming more citizen-centered and delivering services in such a way that citizens seamlessly and easily access services. When the town of Huntington, New York, launched its 311 initiative, Huntington at Your Service, employees were trained on how to more effectively interact with the public. In addition to learning how to use QAlert to enter not only their own department's service requests, but requests for others as well, staff was asked to answer the phone using that phrase, Huntington at Your Service, Public Works Department, for example. Employees were given Huntington at Your Service pens, and every town vehicle supported a bumper sticker with the same logo. Keep your notes from your department evaluations and your brainstorming sessions. They will come in handy as you drive your project forward. Considering Needs Constituent relationship management is a combination of people, processes, and technology used to deliver superior service to the constituent. Rita C. Scoggins, Senior Manager, Deloitte Consulting. Once your internal team is formed, the real work begins. You may be able to decide on a location on your own, or you may need help. You may know what qualities and the types of personalities you want in your staff, or you may not have thought about that at this early point. Some municipalities complete the entire process themselves, and they do it very well when the internal leader is able to focus and manage this single project, said LeBeau. 
Other times, it may be best to leverage the knowledge of an experienced consultant or software provider with extensive implementation experience. Some things to consider. The CRM software you'll need to be the backbone of your initiative. If you're not careful, you could spend an extraordinary amount of money and not get what you need. There are affordable and effective systems on the market. Whatever choice you make, be sure that system can grow with your initiative and that it includes a single-screen, consolidated view that puts a plethora of information at the fingertips of your call takers, multi-channel intake methods, routing, tracking, and management capabilities, knowledge-based features, notification options, custom fields, geographic routing, reporting, and a variety of personalization options. Make sure it's comprehensive, but intuitive and easy to use for your call takers and your responding staff. Tuscaloosa, Alabama, routinely hosts visitors from other cities looking to start a call center. The advice the staff gives its visitors is to watch everything closely. We have software that works for us, but it may not work for you, and that's okay, said Latoya Harris, senior customer service representative. Pick something that works for you. The number of staff you'll need. You'll at least need a supervisor to monitor performance and work with department and administrative staff throughout your organization. But then, how many calls do you figure on having to answer each day? How many hours will you be open? Do you want full-time or part-time personnel? Do you want to hire externally or pull knowledgeable people from within? Using your own key people from crucial departments can be a huge plus in building out your initiative. In Albany, Georgia, when it first opened Answers 311 in 2009, the goal was to have four to six part-time staff members who not only knew a little of how the city and Doherty County worked, but who also were grandmotherly, older citizens who wanted to be back out in the workforce for a few hours a day. For Albany, the calming, soothing voice of a grandma was going to be key in dealing with the sometimes upset public. The hardware. You'll need fast, reliable desktop computers with good audio and video cards. Plus, you'll want your call takers to have wide monitors. This will allow your CRM software to remain open one screen and be fully visible, while companion software systems are also open for quick access. With multiple monitors, your call takers will always have two sets of important information right at their fingertips. And don't forget, You'll also need fast, reliable, and redundant internet connections for your cloud-based applications. The Office Will you have cubbies along the outside of a circle with a meeting area in the middle? Will you just have cubbies with one or two small rooms as meeting space? Will your supervisor's office be accessible right off the main call room or very close down a short hall? If you're going to have a fully operational 311 call center, you'll need space. It might seem as though any unused corner of any old building might work. An extra-large utility closet, a basement room, a converted break area. But the reality is, you should put a little more thought and effort into it than that. As you're planning, think ahead. If people get used to calling 311 to solve their issues, they'll likely call during a severe storm or some other disaster. If you've randomly picked unused space to spruce up, can you get it up to standard with redundant power and other systems so it will be capable of functioning during trying times? You should consider the need for 311 to be part of your emergency operations plan 
and build it out with the proper backups and power supply necessary. The phone equipment and contact numbers. Maybe you already have a phone system that can handle routing calls to your 311 number. But do you have an IVR system or an automated call distributor? How fancy and technical do you need, want to get? Also, this may sound very basic, but don't overlook the phones and the equipment your call takers need. Be sure they have a choice to get the headphones that they prefer. One size does not fit all. While we're on the subject of phones, you'll have to work with your local telephone service providers to see if the 311 number is available in your area. Then you'll have to get the cell phone providers to route calls pinging certain towers to your location. Depending on your telephone equipment and the numbers already assigned to your organization, you may want to also explore having a 10-digit number that includes the 311-digit phrase. Television monitors for news, weather, and other critical information. In Revere, Massachusetts, a small call center, there is a single large monitor on the wall that uses the QAlert API to display all incoming calls so that, in a glance, the entire staff can see trends and discuss responses. But the call takers there can also see the power grid, the weather, and local news. Maybe one monitor is enough. Maybe you want more. Maybe you want one on which you can cast another screen to have specific conversations about issues or group discussions. Training Your call center staff will need training on your CRM software. The systems are generally easy to use. Even so, you'll want staff using whatever system you choose the right way. But what else will they need? How will you ensure call quality? How will you make sure everyone knows what's what in your city and county? You can't throw a newbie into the fire and expect positive feedback scores. If you don't help your frontline staff gain the specific skills they will need, your 311 reputation will suffer. Champion quality. The road to success. Leadership is about impact, influence, and inspiration. Impact involves getting results. Influence is about spreading the passion you have for your work, and you have to inspire teammates and customers. Robin S. Sharma, writer and motivational speaker. The road to success is paved with, well, there are many ways to fill in that blank off the top of your head, or with a quick Google search. But in this case, the road to success is paved with the cloud of a high-ranking leader. Your chief executive, your mayor, or your city or county manager needs to be sure everyone in the organization knows of your 311 initiative, understands its benefits, and realizes that participation is required. The leader who drives the shift to 311 can direct resources to the initiative, including appointing a project manager to act on his or her behalf and articulate the value of the initiative to your organization and your community. Each of the cities and counties included in this paper said the same thing, Without the proper support, the project will flounder, never really gain traction, and ultimately fail. Success is directly tied to the commitment of a community's leaders. Have a plan. That's the best that I can say, said Nancy Lewinhagen, Communications Director of Washoe County, Nevada, and Washoe 311. Develop a plan and have buy-in from the leaders at the top. Those are the two things you need for a successful call center implementation. Walt Maddox had a plan. 
when he was elected mayor of the city of Tuscaloosa, Alabama in 2007. One of his first initiatives was to create a 311 call center. As the project driver, he made sure that Tuscaloosa 311 opened in 2008. He did the work he needed to do, but he also picked a second-in-command who was known for getting things done, then-city clerk Tracy Kroom. Have a great champion, said Harris. Our mayor came in and told everyone he was going to make it easier for them to get what they needed. He wanted our citizens to be able to make one call to City Hall to get information, instead of getting transferred to various departments, where no one could give them the right answer. Everyone knew he was 100% 311. When administrators are behind the project, like a city or county manager to whom people directly report, there's a much better chance of success, not only at the beginning, but also all along the way. If there are ever problems with the information available, such as a lack of updates by department staff, which limit the information your frontline employees can relay to the public, you'll need someone who can shake things up a little. I cannot tell the head of DPW or the chief of police how to respond to requests in terms of using the system, said Wendy Urbanic, manager of Pittsburgh's call center since 2006. That has to come from the top. You have to have buy-in. You have to have the city manager, or whoever it is, looking at your numbers and looking at your response times. When the top features a dynamic leader, more good things than not tend to happen. Steps to Successful Implementation The price of success is hard work, dedication to the job at hand, and the determination that whether we win or lose, we have applied the best of ourselves to the task at hand. Vince Lombardi, Coach, Green Bay Packers Appoint a Project Leader This should be a ranking staff member with the ability, leadership, and leverage to drive the project to completion. The project leader needs to actively manage the implementation process. Every organization has its movers and shakers, said LeBeau. Appointing the correct person to oversee this project is key. Build the team. Be sure to include staff from the operational departments who will use your CRM system, not just department heads. Be sure they have a thorough understanding of the project and can discuss its benefits. This is the group that will work to set up your CRM system, Set staff expectations. Communicate how you expect your employees to use your CRM software and how it fits with existing applications and processes. The more information you provide your staff about expectations, the more willingly they will buy in, said LeBeau. Without this information, the workflow and customer service changes you're hoping for may never fully take hold. Deliver the proper training to your users. Get off on the right foot. Skimping here on a few thousand dollars tells your employees you don't think this project is important. Your users will likely pick up how the CRM system works fairly easily and quickly, said LeBeau. But the discussions generated in the sessions are invaluable. Implement the project in phases. As training is concluding, provide employees an opportunity to get used to the system and the new processes internally before rolling it out for public use. Along the way, the project leader should be available for feedback and be prepared to make adjustments if needed. As people are comfortable and they understand how the system works in everyday situations, then talk about integrating spreadsheets or other systems your departments may be using, said LeBeau. Market your new initiative. 
If you have an existing 10-digit number that will also route calls to your 311 center, you'll likely be receiving calls all along. Once you start promoting your new initiative, you'll see an uptick, but nothing overly dramatic. Nevertheless, be sure to always promote all the ways you can be reached. Web, text, app, social media, said Lebeau. The more people get familiar with the access channels earlier in the process, the easier it'll be for your call takers years down the road, when your call center is thriving and 311 is clearly the go-to number. Continually measure outcomes. The first selectman, mayor, council president, or town, city, county manager, should hold monthly meetings to discuss the project's status and its goals, outstanding service requests, and successes, so that staff knows it matters. Stay on top of how you are performing, especially with those outlying issues that can be open for longer periods, said Lebeau. The constant discussion and feedback matters. That information will enable you to fine-tune your processes, reports, and next steps. Celebrate your numbers. When you reach key benchmarking numbers, when citizen service has measurably improved, acknowledge and share the success stories through department head meetings, your website, and the media. Clinton-era government reforms have led to more transparency throughout government, said Lebeau. Sharing your data and your success stories will allow your citizens to see how your service initiative is making a difference in your community. There are always challenges. Accept the challenges so that you can feel the exhilaration of victory. General George S. Patton, U.S. Army. Even with the right support from your administration or council, getting a project of this magnitude off the ground can be challenging. There are always a few bumps. No matter who the project leader is, not everyone is gung-ho at the beginning. Seeing is believing for those staffers. Among the hurdles you might face can be budgetary. If you look hard enough, there's always a way. Maybe you have to start smaller than you wanted, in one room instead of a suite. Maybe you can't get as many TVs or monitors. Maybe the supervisor has to answer calls, as well as direct the center. Don't let dollars be a project killer. You can do this on a budget, said Urbanic. Cost efficiencies. Your organization always needs to push multiple intake methods. Steve Craig, Director of Constituent Services for Somerville, Massachusetts, acknowledged in an interview with Government Technology Magazine that the cost of having human call takers can be an issue for some cities. That makes other options important. You need to be proactive about pushing the other channels as means for engagement, said Craig. It's in our favor to offer other intake options to the customer added Urbanic. Calls cost more than anything else, so with other channels, we can add to our efficiency. Accountability. It's said that people don't fear accountability, for being called out for anything they've done or not done, but instead, they fear success. The danger to some staff in being held accountable, positively, is that they'll wonder what additional responsibilities will be added to their jobs because they perform so well. But, we also all know other people don't like to be held accountable because they are not fully doing what they should be doing, and they don't want to risk losing a paycheck. One mayor's aide told staff that his city's Q-Alert system could be used for accountability, that an employee entering 500 activities and routinely closing requests 
might be more likely, in tough budget times, to keep a job rather than the employee continually fighting the new system, said Karen Kirk, a learning specialist at QSEND. But he followed that right up, saying the most important thing was for every request to get addressed in a timely manner, and that everyone was accountable for that. Change. We've all heard these popular refrains. That's the way it's always been done, or that's the way we've always done it. Your 311 initiative can be full of these moments for many people who may, for example, have to use new software, learn how to navigate through the new situations presented by that software, record information they never before had to record, and join the team movement. Worries of obsolescence Some staffers always worry that there will be less for them to do, especially if their task is answering the phones. A lot of departments didn't know what to expect at first, said Harris. But once they got the hang of where the mayor was going, they understood that their jobs would change, and for the better, with us, in 311, actually helping them out. Full Cooperation There may be times when your call takers do not have the information they need to respond to people calling back to check progress on issues. It could be that the people responding to the calls are not yet in the habit of adding notes to the request record. Everyone needs to understand that a CRM system is a team tool, said LeBeau. In order for it to be effective, everyone involved has to step outside their silos and take part. Unknown Answers No matter how much research you do with your departments as you get ready to launch, you'll miss something. Urbanic says that she sometimes, ten years later, still has to get on the phone to find answers from departments. You can't predict all the inquiries that will come in, she said. Understand that there will always be a need to communicate with your departments. Knowledge Base Updates If there's a major reorganization or a change in responsibilities, that could affect your knowledge base answers, your service request types, and your routes. The same could be said for any processes your organization changes as a result of the analysis of the data you're collecting through your system. Be on the lookout for these situations, and be ready to act fast. Updating is an ongoing process. Elections In places where there is a strong mayoral form of government, but turnover during an election, a 311 initiative can get caught in the political crossfire. New players who like to leave their own marks for their own career aspirations may make changes for the sake of making changes, particularly where a citizen service initiative is not fully off the ground. Newly elected officials could opt to reduce expenses, change software, or even abolish a service center. You may have to fight for your 311 life. Return on Investment 311 is now used for performance measurement economic development, and community engagement. The technology has gone way beyond its original purpose, which was simply to offload non-emergency calls coming into 911. Corey Fleming, Program Director, ICMA. It doesn't take long for a 311 initiative to show a return on investment, particularly in data-driven organizations, such as Redmond, Washington, if you know what you're looking for. The city launched its customer service initiative in early 2018. Just a few weeks into its operation, staff noticed a trend. Several requests related to a construction detour were coming in in various ways, 
all pointing to a problem in the same downtown area. The initial detour, as designed, was allowing motorists to cut through an alley, off of which was a church and preschool, by which there was a good deal of pedestrian traffic every day. The shortcut that the city had not foreseen was creating a dangerous situation. Acting on what it discovered through the number of service requests recorded in Q-Alert, the city, according to customer service manager Ryan Spencer, was able to reroute the detour and thereby avoid any significant and costly accidents to the members of the public or the city. This story begs the question, what kind of return on investment will there be for your 311 initiative? There are tangible and intangible benefits, and those benefits are likely to be seen in many areas of an organization. If the main goals of your project are better citizen access to information and increased employee productivity, those would be tangible goals. The first would be tracked by the number of citizen contacts to the city or county website, which would be providing access to the web form and knowledge base, and the number of calls received by the center as examples. The second could be tracked by the decrease in non-emergency calls, the amount of time it takes to resolve issues, and how much other work gets done, to name a few. You also have to factor in opportunity costs. What can't you do because your attention is focused elsewhere, and how much is it costing you not being able to get certain things done? In Atoka, Tennessee, the Water Utility and Public Works collaborated to develop a better process for water shutoffs. The change freed up two employees every week. That process change helped with our efficiency and saved lots of money, said Daniel Lovett, Public Works Director. With the manpower we saved, we could get more things done, and other things done faster. We lowered our response times and improved our service, all without having to hire any additional staff. Measuring intangible benefits are harder to measure, but they can be measured. For instance, conducting a survey of your citizens after a request has been resolved could demonstrate an increased level of satisfaction due to the service. Employees may also feel increased satisfaction through praise, increased salaries, and additional or more substantial responsibilities. That too could be measured using an internal climate survey, or simply performance evaluations. Financial benefits that may result could include reduced absenteeism, less turnover, decreased overtime costs, and improved maintenance. Customer Stories In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania The 311 initiative in this community of 300,000 grew out of the mayor's service center. According to Urbanic, it was a natural progression to move to an independent call center. Urbanic was told, during her interview to become the call center's manager, that she would likely have two staff members working for her. That was too little, she told city officials. And when she started in June of 2006, the 311 center opened with four people, including Urbanic. After a slow start, due to the terminal illness of Mayor Bob O'Connor, who had started the initiative, the city moved forward under his successor, Luke Ravenstall. When I started, they just kind of stuck me in there and said, go at it, Urbanic recalled. So I had to find our internal customers and determine what their jobs were, what kind of requests we would be getting, and what kind of information would be needed for us to do our jobs. With the support of O'Connor, until he left office, and then Ravenstall, 
Urbanic had meeting after meeting with the department heads. To her surprise, there was little resistance. She says that is due in part to the cooperative approach they took. We want to help you, and the more we understand what you do, the better we'll be able to do that, Urbanic said. We told them that our role was more or less to handle their customers, so they didn't have to. So please let us know what you need so that we can best serve you. The success that Pittsburgh has had has been largely due to the solid communication channels that have developed between Urbanic and her staff and the department heads. Communication was key, especially early, said Urbanic. They had to know what we were talking about and what we needed, and we needed to know what they were talking about. I even went out in a couple of trucks and saw what certain things were. Getting the terminology right was so important. In the fall of 2006, the city decided to do a huge grand opening of the center that featured donated billboard space and wide press release distribution. We had been quietly working in the background for a couple of months, getting used to taking calls and to what our jobs were. And then the media showed up, said Urbanic. And as you can imagine, with just the four of us, we were completely obliterated with calls. So our reputation at the beginning wasn't stellar. But it is now. Pittsburgh's call center is acknowledged to be one of the best in the country. In addition to Urbanic, Pittsburgh now employs 10 with a mix of full and part-time positions. One person is dedicated to information management, and several staff members help with creating and distributing targeted reports to department heads and other key staff. That's one of the most important things we do, said Urbanic. Our innovation and technology team has built some great dashboard tools. While everyone gets used to those, we're continuing to send reports via scheduled emails so they have paper as well to make decisions beneficial to the city. In Tuscaloosa, Alabama In April of 2011, disaster struck in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Actually, it was a perfect storm. As 62 tornadoes worked their way through the state, the one that became known as the Tuscaloosa-Birmingham Tornado destroyed 12.5% of the city April 27th, while wiping out entire neighborhoods. In Tuscaloosa County, 51 people died. 2011 changed a lot of people's minds about our job description in the 311 call center. It was amazing what we experienced, with all the heartache and pain, said Harris. We realized then just how much compassion we needed to have when dealing with the public. It was during this time of crisis that Tuscaloosa 311 came of age. Shortly after switching to our new software, we had a tornado, one in what they called a super outbreak, Harris continued. We had no choice but to get familiar with QAlert quickly. It was either sink or swim. We were open until 11 that night, and we worked longer days and weekends for a while. That's when 311 and QAlert truly became a vital part of our city. With the mayor driving the project to fulfill a promise of easier access to City Hall for the city's residents, Tuscaloosa procured the use of 311 and established a 10-digit number quickly. The city found space, outfitted an office, and hired staff, which began gathering information about what all the departments were responsible for and clarifying work processes. A lot of departments didn't know what to expect, said Harris. When you're going from paperwork orders to a computer, and you've never used a computer. People thought that they were going to lose their jobs, 
or that 311 would be telling the mayor about what they weren't doing. It was slow. We worked hard, and we worked long. And not just in the office. As staff members compiled and sorted through information, they also were acting as cheerleaders for the initiative, talking up how 311 would make a difference in each department's daily workload. At the same time, they became the public faces of 311 through their community outreach efforts. They visited the city's schools and churches, participated in health fairs and other community events, and joined in university activities. Tuscaloosa is the home of the University of Alabama. People would recognize us from those places and say, You're the lady from 311, said Harris. In its first three years of existence, Tuscaloosa 311 experienced growing pains that a lot of early call centers did. There were software problems and deficiencies in the office. There were hardware and infrastructure issues. Staff around the city needed computers and email addresses. Department silos had to continually be broken down, and skepticism as to the benefits of the office had to be overcome. But then came the tipping point, and the payoff of all the time and effort put in. April 27, 2011. You have to have a passion for the public, and we do, said Harris. Sometimes, like during the storm, it's hard. But our citizens came to realize that they have a voice, that we're going to hear them, and they know that we'll take care of them as best we can. In Washoe County, Nevada. In the Call 311, Connecting Citizen to Local Government Report, produced by the International City County Management Association, ICMA, one of the recommendations for implementing 311 CRM is to do so in phases, particularly at the local government level. That's the approach they took in Washoe County, Nevada, which covers more than 6,000 square miles and supports a population of more than 420,000. Washoe 311 opened quietly, having morphed out of calls that were directed to a citizen service line in the county manager's office. The small staff compiled issues based on the calls coming in. While WashU 311 staff learned how to address those issues, the team also developed a plan to go and visit various departments to discuss how the 311 center could help even more. We actually built our service request types from the calls we were getting, said call center representative Cecilia Cortez. We didn't want to go to the departments empty-handed. We wanted to show our department's data from those calls to get buy-in and work as a team. The team did a lot of relationship building, helping departments understand how 311 would help them, and in turn learning more about what everyone did. It really helped us move forward through Phase 2, said call center representative Maria Alvarado. We met, for example, with our engineering staff, and we weren't aware of exactly what they did. After we explained our processes and what QAlert could do, Staff was more than happy to share what they do and what our citizens can expect. We're still learning, Alvarado added. Going back to the relationship building, we're still doing that, and we're working to keep the communication channels open. For communications director Nancy Lewenhagen, the pace at which the county has been moving is a key point. Washoe County didn't rush to market and promote its call center. That perhaps could have doomed it. Instead, it's flourishing. Counties are very complicated, and you can't even really compare us to a city service, she said. This takes time. That is one of the things I'm most proud of with this program, because we didn't fast-track it and just throw it out there and say, here it is. 
The minute we did that, if people didn't have buy-in and understanding, it would have fallen flat, and that has not been the case. In the spring of 2018, with a limited marketing push, Washu 311 launched publicly, and as expected, the number of inquiries that it received ticked up. Throughout the next two quarters, the promotional campaign will continue, culminating with the release of the county's smartphone apps. By the end of the year, the center should be fully launched. About QSend Technologies QSend Technologies is an industry leader in web-based software, including its flagship product, QAlert, and services for counties and municipalities. Located in Waterbury, Connecticut, QSend Technologies was the first company to relocate into the city's information technology zone. 